Because something I've talked about quite a few times in this show finally arrived. It was dropped off by Vespa Marietta. Congratulations on that. Your scooter that tops out at 32 miles an hour. Ooh, yeah, it saves me quite a bit on insurance, man. Well, and gas, I would presume. It doesn't take gas. It's not like your car. It's actually fully electric. That's why it saves you on gas. Yeah. Well, yeah. it saves you on gas, too. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Well, congratulations on that. Yes, yeah, seeing you roll in in on the you know freight waves parking lot, looking like a badass mm. with your fl- blue flames. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, man. I I had to shoot my revolver at some of the cars driving by. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, one car did pass me though, and I think they may have flipped me off because I because that 32 miles an hour. But <laughs> hey, all you freight alley cats, welcome to what the truck. This is our head haul edition. Yeah, and we are here kicking off the week with you. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Lots to talk about, man. It's like we never. It's like we never have any time apart, Jack. Because you you do a show. I will promote. Really, you do Freightways Radio, right? You're even just doing a segment right now with a uh, our good friend Johnny Kingston. Yeah, Freightways Radio was really entertaining this past Saturday. Amit Mahotra from Deutsche Bank. What a talented guy, bringing us some Wall Street views. Tiago Olson. What a t- Alan, I mean, how many people in the universe can claim to be named after a minor planet? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, What, Planet Tiago or Planet Olsen? (laughs) It's Planet Tiago Olsen. Oh, it's called... It's, did they name the planet after him, or he's yeah. named after the planet? It's it's he's named after the, they well they named it after him due to some of his research in physics and uh, planetary sciences. Wow! Oh, you know what? And I remember that movie. It was called the Manhattan Project. He's the one right. who made the uh, the nuclear bomb or the nuclear. I, know, the I, wanted, I wanted to ask him if he was inspired by that. Yeah, but I didn't have a chance. You know, I tried to watch that movie over the weekend. It's not even in print anymore. You can't get it on iTunes or anything. It was really, uh, I was really, really upsetting to me. Not streaming, not anywhere. It well, must be, it's so threatening. It must be called. Yeah, it could, it could inspire. They don't want to inspire another uh, another one of him. Uh, you know what though? Because if he were to do something like that, it what? might make uh, it might make some headlines. Ooh, what's in the news, Chad? Trump cancels tariffs. Yeah, shocker. Woo-hoo. It's a developing situation. Actually, it developed to late Friday. Trump announced, yeah. uh, you know, that he would, you know, we, we remember May thirtieth. He announced he the the that he would impose a five percent tariff on all goods imported from Mexico beginning. When? Today. Yeah. And it hasn't happened. And amongst other things, people like U.S. Representative Henry Queller from, mm. from Laredo said the president's threat to impose tariffs on Mexico is a dangerous mistake that will have significant consequences to our economy yeah. and negotiations with the USCMA agreement, mm-hmm. the one long long since known as NAFTA with a couple of tweaks here yeah. and there. So anyway, they're indefinite. They're not on. And that is the news here yeah. on June 10th. We don't know what will be happening on June 11th. Well, you know, and, and some of the reports that were coming in after were a little so we were hearing before, and I think we said this on the backhaul edition, was that even his own supporters on the Hill, the Republicans, were going to squash these tariffs. So And then we heard other reports that this deal may have already been in place and then Mexico contradicted some of what Trump said. But either way, they agreed to strengthen some of the immigration. So one way or the other, the tariffs didn't go into effect. So I guess that's that deserve some cowbell. Yeah, a little cowbell. 
Okay, so here's some more trade war news, though. So Los Angeles is anticipating a box slowdown for their upcoming budget. The busiest U.S. seaport faces tougher competition after containers after the container surge in 2018. This tariff caused the you know the tariff caused a slowdown. Now everyone's trying to front load all of these containers at the end of the year. It underscores though the slowdown that could be happening in intermodal and rail that we've been facing in 2019. We've talked about this quite a bit. The war with China persists. You know, it plans they plan on to aggressively market themselves though as a gateway. Port volumes are, are expected to be down though, Chad. They were at 9.53 million TEUs. They're going to be down to 9.4 million. And Chad, a TEU is a 20-foot equivalent unit. And that's uh, usually what you see on a on a steamship is a 40-foot container. Yeah. A 20 is uh they're actually a little bit more rare, but we do count things in 20s. <laughs> and 9.53, 9.4 million. Who's counting? Yeah. There are millions and millions of TEUs. There'll be more. Slumping coal exports threaten rail and ocean shipping demand. Yeah, so not enough bad kids at Christmas. <laughs> I know. There's no more no more uh, stockings to oh. fill with coal. No, I mean like, okay, so you know, for a while, coal was thrown a lifeline to uh, America's embattled mines in 2017 to 2018. But, you know, as domestic demand was dwindling in the face of things like environmental regulation, competition from natural gas, the exports market and stuff, well, they helped to fill that gap, the exports market, giving the coal industry this much-needed boost. But the tide has turned in 2019, Dooner. Yeah. Yeah, the export lifeline is, you know, it's being partially withdrawn because of all these tariff things, amongst others. And there is going to be this more pronounced decline with, if you haven't heard about it yet, IMO 2020. It's going to compound the, you know, coal miners' domestic travails. You don't need to hear a bunch of numbers. Well, no, just- these are interesting ones because look how much it surged, right? It was at 54.6 million in 2016, but then it went up 60 61% to 88 and then 19% to 104.9. So at a certain point, do you think like you just hit a cap? No, I don't think it's that. But I mean, upon reading Greg Miller's article, it's an Uh. involved article, and it really asked some tough questions about, is coal going down? Is it really slumping? Or, you know, is it falling off a cliff? Is is the end near? And, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of things to bring into the equation. But, you know, overall, you know, it seems like while there will be a a slowdown like b- due to a lot of factors like you know coal is it's not it's going to decline probably a little bit but it's not going to be falling off a cliff i would suggest reading his article is that going to be a big deal or a little deal big deal little Might be a big deal. Emily's coming back for big deal. Hey, Emily, welcome. Hi, Emily. Fantastic to have you here on yeah. Big Deal, Little Deal. Thank you. Oh, oh the, I think it's a big the deal that you are here right Ooh. now, hosting Big Deal, Little Deal, because it's always so much fun. Yeah. Did, yeah. We, did we figure out there's no winners and there's no losers? Are we <laughs> still going off that. Well, well okay. Yeah. Everybody I mean, it depends. Play fair. He's very competitive. If you've ever played cornhole with him, or disc golf, or <laughs> yeah, uh, knife throwing, or axe throwing at civil acts, you know, he's just very, very competitive. Not true. I guess well, that's why this is competitive. Yes, we do have some good stuff. Who is starting well, off? Well, I first? won last week, so that's I a think, great oh. question. <laughs> I, think I, I will start first. Touche. So 
Who goes first? You uh, really? Yeah, sure. Go I'll, ahead, dude. I'll go That's first fine. This time. Okay, this is interesting and kind of creepy at the same oh. time. Whoa. Walmart to deliver groceries right to your oh. fridge, Whoa. even if you're not home. Wait, if you're not home? Yes. I'll tell you a little story real quick. So this is kind that of is a... creepy. Well, this is a little deal to me because, you know, Amazon, when they started using just regular people to deliver their goods and they didn't even have vests yet, I almost stabbed one of those guys to death because he was <laughs> at my back door with a package and they never delivered to the back door till they started yeah. doing like that Amazon private mm-hmm. van service. So... Well, that was before you lived in Tennessee and you yeah, was carrying a gun. Now you're yeah. 22, so that would be even worse. Um, right? But So it's a little deal because I don't think I would let someone in my home. I'm really not into that. Oh, that's where you're wrong. What? It is such a big oh. deal. Amazon, I mean, Walmart, taking yeah. it to Amazon, bringing it up a little bit bigger. You know what? They're, they're like, we're not only going to like meet you in the garage. Oh. We're taking it all the way up into the home. Mm. You know, so like it's going next levels. Walmart saying, I'll play you not one, but... Here is my delivery, and I am even going to bring it oh. all the way in big deal Walmart. Way to play that e-commerce okay. game. Yeah, people hate bringing their groceries in, so I, I guess, guess so. they just It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. I like eating ice cream. Like, the best ice, scoop of ice cream ever is, like, when you first open the pint when it gets home from the grocery yes, store. Yes, because it's the perfect amount of softness. <laughs> oh, my That's true. God. But wait a minute, yeah. though. Like, here's what I would say, like... We, 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 we think this is a first world problem, but if you really think about it, like it's a lot of work to drive to the grocery store with your planned, if you, if yeah. you even are planning, I don't know how you shop, but you go there, you have to like select all the goods, put them in your cart, take them out of your cart, put them on the, the conveyor belt, go through the whole transaction thing. <laughs> then like you have to take them all the way to your home. You have to unload them, put them in the, I mean, yep. and take skipping all those steps. Big deal. Okay. I see it. I see it. Number two, House Democrats not ready to approve the revamped NAFTA, Mm. also known as the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Uh Not as easy of a name to say. USMC. I thought it was U.S. Marine Corps at first when I was reading that. No. Well, I mean, this is a complete and total little deal. It's oh. more of the same. It is. It's going to take an act of Congress to make the <laughs> make a con- make the Congress act. And I will just say that, like, yes, when we just barely got over, will there be tariffs and ruin the USMCA effectively? It's. I mean, no shocker that they they're not approving revamping. No, it's a big deal, and I'm going to die on this hill because people <laughs> need to come together. We got to stop being so. Polarizing and picking sides and picking teams. We got to do the right thing at the right moment, regardless of your political party. That's sort of my opinion. So I think I think it's systemic of an even bigger issue that will never be resolved for me in my lifetime. All right. Well, wow. I won that one. Okay. <laughs> so kidding. one to one, I guess. Right. On to question three. Okay. <laughs> I need to know if I'm saying this right. Lufthansa. Lufthansa. Ooh, that was yeah, close enough. I mispronounced that was, everything. That was so, so good. Is it, it was wrong. Is it, No, you got the pronunciation right, I think, and everything. Uh, Their cargo, Lufthansa Cargo, has founded Hayworld to help meet the requirements (laughs) of online retailers focusing on that ever-changing e-commerce market. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's a big deal because there's a lot more players stepping into this space now. We're about to have a focus segment after this one on something that just happened in that world with Amazon and FedEx. We're seeing Lufthansa getting involved as well, too, so... Uh, you know, as Amazon becomes a competitor, some of these other companies are saying, hey, world, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> they need to contact you for their promos. You know what? It'll be a big deal when you know how to pronounce their name. All right, <laughs> moving on. Next one. Wait, you didn't even pick one. <laughs> I said Oh, that's deal. it. All right, that was nice. That was that's really all, succinct. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about the road checks before. It's been a big deal, I think. That mm. was last week, the fourth and the sixth. Now, yeah. road check unchecked. 
Drivers are claiming that road checkpoints were understaffed. Big or little deal? Hmm. Big deal. (laughs) I I mean, an exhaustingly huge deal. Like, there were so many drivers ready to get penalized and and brutalized and have their their rates go down even further from all the penalties that they were leaving the highways and droves we saw our our uh volumes we saw capacity tighten shocking to our sultan of sonar as a result of the and then they have the audacity to understaff the road checkpoints <laughs> right Big deal now it's a little deal and you got to road chickety check yourself because the fact oh. of the matter is this there's a lot of like I was reading even our own message board, and we might get to it in comment section rodeo. That there are there's now they're overstaffed this week, and they've been pulling over even more guys. So I think the thing was they're like it's like a drug test. You know, you don't want to pop the guy the week you say you're going to do it. You got to get him the next week. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about yeah, like that. Pop quiz. So yeah, that they said the reason. A little deal yeah, they yeah. say they they technically do it 365 days a year. They yeah. just announce it uh, once a year. Yeah. Pop quiz, hotshot. Next time, or next one, big or little deal, drone delivery candidate names a new CEO. Oh, um, well, I drone, I imagine it's a great company. I'm not super familiar with drone delivery. Wait a second, yes, I am. Drone delivery candidate is a new CEO. Of course it's a big deal. I, I, you know, they needed one, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. Drones are taking off. For giving me Literally. the real answer, which yeah. is little deal. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, it's a big deal when Amazon does it, but mm. drone delivery Canada. No. You know, I mean, our flight. What what is Canada? The 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 fifty third state. Well, they live the, like most Canadians live within ten miles of the border. I, I would. <laughs> you yeah. learn something new on what the truck. Yeah. And every <laughs> episode. We're trying to get bigger in Canada. Oh, I'm sure they. I mean, they got a lot of road to cover when they're driving out there. So yeah. I'm sure they like listening. Ice road trucking. <laughs> there we go. Amazon Scout delivery robots. Mm. Big or little deal? This is a developing situation, so it is still a little deal. Oh, it oh. is just answer. one of many different approaches that Amazon is taking to, yes, rule the world, but this is just one of so many micro steps. They are not doing much now. Yeah. Don't expect them on your delivery doorstep anytime mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. several no. years. No, they're already moving around. So it's a huge deal. You know, this is where our age gap really shows uh, shows its <laughs> difference, and we see the divide. And sometimes it's as wide as the uh, the Mariana Trench. Because what's going on here is I'm a child of the 80s, and I was promised robots. You know, I had short circuit. I had the Transformers. <laughs> we had tons of robots. And now I saw Marty the robot at Stop and Shop. And now we're going to have these Amazon delivery robots cruising up and down the sidewalk bringing things to us. 100%. A huge deal. This is life fulfillment for me. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not excited about wow. him. I'm just stating the facts sure such as they are. Like Throwing me under the bus. Trying no. to call me an old, old man. I, I am guess. not calling you an old man. I'm just saying you're not a child of the 80s like me. <laughs> oh, mic drop. <laughs> Got to get the harmonica in there. Okay, Freight Waves Morning Minute News Briefs. Big or little deal? Oh, I usually, I usually, I usually, I usually crap on my own things and say they're little (laughs) deals, but this is one I'm going to say is a really big deal. This is a great space. I love the idea of these micro podcasts. I do them, you know, myself too. So I'm not going to shoot this one down. I think this was a great idea for the company to to green light some really smart minds behind it, and it's not just on Alexa which you can ask your Alexa to do it, but it's also an Apple podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. Wake up with me before your Keurig is even finished brewing. What do you say to Alexa to hear you? You just say, Alexa, play my news briefs. It's that simple, and she'll play all the news briefs that you have. 
Yeah, you just have it's to add a, the skill. Add it's freeways. It's a big deal. Dooner's doing oh. it. So you yeah. both. All right. Well, all right. You wow. we force a tie. All right. All right. Actually, it's way. it's a little deal. They're oh. just one minute. You know. Yeah. Uh, they're over before you even <laughs> you know it. Right. Start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> How long are you supposed to brush your teeth for? Two minutes. Two minutes. All right. So whoa. Oh, so yeah. It'll be done before you're even done brushing your yeah, teeth. Yeah, you could brush your teeth wow. and floss See? your teeth while you listen. Really yeah. little micro micro deal. Mm. I think it's a big deal. <laughs> no, it's a big deal. So you guys have some great stuff that's been on Freightways now and on Freightways TV that's coming out and that's on the YouTube channel. Emily, how can they find uh, some of your work? Yeah, all you, the biggest thing is just subscribe to our YouTube page because we post throughout the day and especially at yeah. 4 o'clock Eastern time. And you know what I say? Smash that yes, bell. Don't you subscribe. Smash go. the bell so that you get the notification. Yes. So yeah. we, yes, you want to know when we're putting out the new video. So definitely go to YouTube, Freight Waves, subscribe. We update our Twitter. Chad does a little Instagram message mm-hmm. every now and then. He finally little saw Insta, himself doing that. <laughs> he was amazed by the technology. Facebook, we have it right. all. So we try to keep you updated it's throughout the day. My mom calls it Instagram. There we go. <laughs> I'm not. That old school, I guess. And you did a great report. The two gentlemen that are going to be coming in right now. We did it with Craig Fuller, but they did a follow-up. We are having Seth Holm and Kevin Hill come in Fantastic here to do a job, little. Emily Zink. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Wow. Nice. Thank you, Emily. Kevin Hill, Seth Holm. We have a Kevin Hill and Seth Holm sighting. Welcome to the hot yoga studio freight right here. <laughs> you guys feeling the warmth Kevin, just yet? Kevin, king of the hill, uh, Seth Holm. Yeah. yeah. Seth Holm, have you been doing your homework? Of course. Yeah. Your Seth homework? All right, so okay. talking to the One microphone. You guys, now, have guys. To, you guys are going to kind of have to like share it. You got to be like Bruce Springsteen, Make sure you get, up, you get up on it. Don't be afraid of the mic. Okay. So, yeah, so the story broke, right? It was around, I think it was around 3 o'clock or 2.50 on Friday. It was this big news about Amazon and FedEx you know, they had a divorce. They were parting ways. It, it wasn't all of the business. I think it was the air freight side. But this happened during the summer at the end of a day on a Friday. I don't know how many. It was like almost like when you're trying to pass through bad legislation. You put it through at the end of the day on a weekend. So I don't know if anyone's really been caught up with this. So I'm glad you guys can came and come in here and what the truck style catch us up on. What's the deal with airline food or with FedEx and, and, uh, and Amazon? Right, Chad? Absolutely. Like, tell us. We're waiting on, we're inquiry minds want to know. Yeah, come on, Kevin. What's going on? So, yeah, last last Friday, uh, news hit through uh, a press release that FedEx, at least FedEx Air, was dropping their contract uh, from Amazon. And the speculation went rampant, you know, got picked up by just about every media outlet. Uh, It represents, uh, you know, a a pretty good chunk, or not a, not even a good chunk. It's, it's you know, it's pretty small actually for FedEx <laughs> oh, size, wow. right? Yeah. I want to yeah, say you know, one hundred one hundred and fifty or two hundred million dollars is is just uh, a drop in the bucket. But I guess it it really is. Well, so, according to our uh, correspondent Mark Solomon, who wrote the article, it was much ado about nothing. Everyone saw this coming from a yeah. million miles away. A lot of sizzle, but no real like grill. Yeah, you know, I mean, like the short term implications is, is 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 not a huge. It, there's not a, a lot of stake in the sizzle, but I think on the long term that there's a lot of meat on the bone Ooh. on the story. And I'll let Seth kind of explain yeah, long term implications of that. Seth, is this a precursor for things to come? Like we just saw LaFanza announce that they're starting Hey World, their e commerce side. And are we going to see more 
sort of the, are more people going to recognize Amazon as the competitor that they're becoming? And are they going to lose more and more accounts and more and more support? Yes. Tell us the future, Seth. Yeah, I think that's so the financial impact of FedEx is, is very limited. It's uh, 1% of revenue, right? And that's pretty manageable. And Amazon had already started building out their own air network starting in, in 2016. They've, they've leased these planes from Atlas Air and Air Transport is the other one, right? And um, they've only got about 40 planes. And, that, yeah. and, and that's, that's small compared to UPS and FedEx. But I think the bigger worry is that they're going to build out their own uh, air air delivery network and let others jump on just like uh, Amazon Web oh. Services. They're going to not only take that business away from UPS and FedEx, but they're going to turn into a, a competitor as well. So they don't want to be bled dry or or be well. They're test piloting and ratcheting up this fleet. Apparently, we're definitely losing money. I know big accounts. I've worked on the four PL, three PL, and the shipper side. And whenever you're dealing with big accounts, they're always trying to squeeze that margin as much as possible. And sometimes it leads to really bad business deals because people are afraid to get rid of some of these accounts. We saw that with Falcon. They're not run as well as like an Amazon or a FedEx, but with Falcon, they really wanted to keep that GM account at all costs because they were trying to bring in money from investors. And it, sometimes it just doesn't look good on the stock portfolio. We saw what happened with Amazon, right? Well, I mean, with Amazon and XBO. XBO, it was 5% of XBO's business, but it literally cut their stock in more than half. I mean, that's how impactful it is. So it's short term, short term. It's still down. It's still down. It's still at like 60. It was down. It was up at 120 when that happened. Wow. Well, I thought it was bouncing back considerably. A little bit. But, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, when it comes to Amazon, I feel a little Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde-ish because the, uh, the, the Dr. Jekyll in me, I guess I would say one side of me wants Amazon to like do great. The consumer in me, you know, the, 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 I want them to like, yes, yes, please ship things to me in a half an hour that I want and make it very cheap and immediate. And, you know, based on consumer spending, like that takes up at least two thirds, makes up at least two thirds of our economy. I would say a lot of people feel this way. But when it comes to the capitalist in me, the the hide, you know, the the like the wild. I'm like, yes, this is monopolistic. This is dangerous, and people got to fight. Yeah. yeah. Well, how aggressive yes. do they have to fight back? Because we saw, like, one of the things here we saw was 75%, like, the warehouse thing. How aggressive are they going to be as they become a competitor? Like, we saw the warehousing. They were undercutting, by like, 75% discount to FBA Amazon, FBA Amazon customers. They were cutting warehouse costs by 75%. Are they going to be doing the same thing on the ocean and in the air? Or Seth seems to, Seth is pointing hard at me. No, I think I can take this one. So, yeah. um it, reportedly, Amazon um, was getting 50% discounts to the list price. Uh, so the average list price uh, for a package by air on FedEx and UPS was right around 16 to $20, okay? So they were getting about half of that. So somewhere in the range of like 8 to $10 a package is what they were paying these guys. But they can move their own packages for $6 okay. uh, on this mass. So there's that mm -hmm. arbitrage there. Good intel. They can capitalize. They can capture that between that $6 and then the, the price between $15 and $20 that they're charging most customers. Amazon can bring people on. There's there's $10 or $15 in gross profit. In margin there, yeah. Margin that they can take away. Yeah, it seems like Amazon is always uh, the frenemy. Right, oh, you know, and, uh, you know yes. I ordered a bunch of stuff off off Amazon this weekend. It's it's great, yeah. Right, but then again, as you go back to the Mister Hyde or is it Doctor Jekyll? I can't remember which one was Who's which. The bad but, guy. Uh, but, but you know, one, I right? mean, it's it's kind Hyde's of the wild man. Doctor Jekyll is the professor, yeah, the professor scientist. So yeah, there's 
they're, they're trying to dominate the world. Like yeah. every company should. Um, they're just Respond. widely successful. At it. I was just going off about how great their robots are and was was yelling at Chad how I love their little scout robots they're going to have because I just like yeah. the idea of just robots running all over. Except for those robot dogs that Boston Dynamics has. Those scare the hell out of me. They move way too fast and they're way too scary. But let's find out how much these guys really know about Amazon and FedEx because you know what we got, Chad? Marketing for trivia. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Excellent. Now we have another game. What is this one called? Oh. Here come our market experts to play market expert trivia. Now these two guys, these two gentlemen here, these two guys are usually the dynamic duo. They're usually friends. So Chad, this would be like if me and you had to go and fight it out to the death. Like, like they're going to have did. to fight right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, leading off, according to Amit Mahotra, an analyst for Deutsche Bank, companies other than Amazon will account for what percent of parcel revenue growth over the next five years for FedEx? Oh, uh, we got Kevin Hill buzzing in. Yeah, I'll take a stab at this. Uh, let's say uh, 52%. Ooh. 52. It's pretty close. I shouldn't give that away. Tom is going to try and give us a guess here. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with uh, 45%. Oh, jeez. No, Seth. It is 55%, you need to do more homework. guys. All right, let's see if they can nail this next one. So listen closely. Listen a little closer this time. FedEx, which operates on a fiscal year that runs from June 1st to the following May 31st, generated X billion in total revenue in the last fiscal year. Gang, I'll take uh, 69 to 70 billion. What? Whoa, yes. We have 69 it. billion. You got bing, it. Bing, oh, bing. little, little. Yeah. I got so many. I'm like, I got to be like an octopus now with my soundboard and everything. I got so many things to hit at the same time. <laughs> Number three, FedEx has said that annual U.S. parcel volumes will double from current levels by 2026 to X million parcels every day. It is Kevin Hill. I'll go with a nice round number of 100. 100 million? 100 million? Well, is it 100 or 100 million? Mm, well, it was in millions. It was in millions. Million. It was X million correct. parcels. What would 100 yes. million million be? Would that be like a, a, tri- like a gigillion? A trillion? What's 100 million times 100 million? That's just too much math in my brain right now. That's why we have calculators. Just, just edit, that more than a just edit that out. What's that? Is that more than a Google? A Google? It could be a Google. We could have Googled the answer. I at think some it's point. a yeah. It's a quintillion. All right. So we had so so we got a hundred here. We got one point for you. Did you did you answer sixty nine on the last one? <laughs> yes, it, it was one uh, yeah, point to sixty nine billion with yeah, a B is what he said. Sixty nine billion. All right. So they're tied. These two gentlemen are tied. Chad, what's the next question? UPS handles what percent of Amazon's volumes? It is Seth Holm. He's I'm gonna go with 20%. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. You know what? Kevin, do you wanna if you can add give two, if you or? could do a little bit of a closer one, I'll give the answer to you. I'm not saying that you don't get it, but there might be a little bit of a closer Kevin? one. So Kevin gives a shot. I, I know the revenue is about 10%, so, but, yeah. No, it's between 20 and 25%. So 20 you get 25 it. is the rough estimate. Seth Holm has been doing oh. his homework. I hope Seth Holm gets this one right, because he said something a little bit earlier during our focus section. He, we said, he said that Amazon has about 40 air, airplanes right now. But how many airplanes is Amazon estimated to have by year's end? Ooh. 
Well, the capacity at the uh, Cincinnati Air Hub is 100, so I'm going to guess between 40 and 100. I'll, I'll take I'll take 50. That's a broad estimate. That's yeah, don't we all? Okay, Kevin, you want to you want to take the opportunity? Can I go with 100 million? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Just, just kidding. Negative. Captain. I, you know, somewhere over 50. I'll say 50. They have. Uh, I'll do 50 to 60. It's like the price is right. You were like 40 to 100. Oh, you did say 50? 50 to no, like 300 or something. 40 to 100. I know. That was like, go, go, like the better answer, as they say, choose the best answer. There were all those standardized tests that was like, choose the best answer. And you're like, well, this was right. That was like the SAT. You were better off not even saying anything. <laughs> That's how I often felt, but it's at least fifty. So great! Thanks yeah. to have you guys here, man. You can you play yourself, yeah, play yourself some market out. expert yeah, trivia? I don't, know if, I don't know if Seth Holmes has ever hit the cowbell either. Have you not? All right, first, Seth. First Seth, time, Seth let's, hear, let's, hear let's hear the losers dirge. Wow, it almost right. has a different sound when, when he, he does it. it. I mean, he has a force but, there. He's like a silentist. Like you, he's he's such like a calm and happy guy. But like maybe he just goes. He's like Dexter. And he does look a little bit like Dexter. Does he does look like about Michael. He does a little like Michael C. Anthony Hall, right? I can see it. I can see it. He has yeah. a. He definitely has a face for podcasting. <laughs> oh, I never Jeez. heard that before. Oh, guys, no. hey, great to have you here. Yeah, and as we mentioned, if you want to see them, look on our look on our Freight Waves YouTube channel. They just did that segment after Craig Fuller talking way more in depth about this and in a way more intelligent level than we allowed on What the Truck. And they had way fewer page views. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, they were at the bottom of the article. Yeah. It's not their fault. And they didn't have Emily there with them. So right. That can happen. She can help. All, All right, right, guys. Gentlemen. Is Patrick Duffy out there? Yeah, let, is, let me yeah. have some air. Open All right, let's door. bring Patrick Duffy on. Oh my gosh, I'm doing hot yoga in here and didn't even want to. Chad, it's time we get off the blockchain. The blockchain? The blockchain. Blockchain? Let's make it digital. Let's make it digital. Let's make it digital. Time to get digital. Whoa, this is our first ever. Off the blockchain with Patrick Duffy, who uh, was a guest today that just came out on FreightWaves Insiders, which is on uh, FreightWaves.com slash podcast, also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. We talked about like narco-terrorism. We talked what? about disease spread by supply chain. We talked about, and then we talked about blockchain and obviously about beta for our Europeans or beta for That's- our Americans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need to listen to the episode, Mr. Chad. I... <clears throat> Uh, never mind. Oh man, we haven't been. Thank you guys so much of... for having me. I'm really excited to be here, and what an awesome opportunity to uh, promote the work we're doing over at Bit on this uh, new yeah. Freight Waves Insider platform. Thanks, Tim. What is new in the world of blockchain? I think maybe one of the most exciting things to happen in the world of blockchain since we recorded that podcast was Salesforce coming out with a low-code solution Hmm. to create lower hurdles for industry participants to adopt the technology. It's almost plug-and-play. Chad is looking like he doesn't really know what that means, and I kind of feel the same way. Me and Chad had to share a look together. We had a moment. What does it mean? So Salesforce is a CRM. It's a a, customer maintenance tool used in sales quite often. So how how does blockchain get involved in that? I think that might be a simple way to look at Salesforce. Okay. So, yes, they are the CRM of choice for most people. uh, But 
I think uh, maybe first and foremost, they're one of the pioneer cloud computing companies. Oh, yeah, and, you have a good point. And in doing such, they've really set the stage for the adoption of next-level technology in really easy-to-consume uh, ways Okay. Um, across a whole spectrum of different technology stacks. And so this is just one more foray for them uh, to introduce some next-level technology into the masses. Well, President Duffy, sir, like you have been bringing blockchain you know like not i won't okay so let's let's back up a tiny bit if we can everybody was big on the blockchain just last year right i mean there was so much talk about it and i know it had a lot to do with cryptos but like you you guys are still making a lot of progress you're doing a lot of things there's a lot of standards that we're still working on there's a huge need for bidda why does it seem to have fallen off the public's radar screen to such an extent? Well, everybody's neighbor's not getting rich with uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these weird altcoins. Uh, yeah, Dogecoin. Uh, maybe. So it is still. So <laughs> they have it exists. So ironically enough, even though like I spent I spent you know the better part of a year last year trying to separate blockchain from the association with crypto, trying to focus on the enterprise applications of it and, and, and come to find out that so much of its popula popularity had and was in fact due to the crypto hype. Mm, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think uh, it was the most approachable way for the larger audience to, to understand what, you know, what some of the underlying technology was about. Yeah. So around traceability of data around the immutability of that data. So that, uh, when, when, uh, Joe six pack who lives down the street said that he's he was, back, he was, he was a paper millionaire because he's he the thought, guy who voted know, for Sarah Palin, right? Uh, he could see, he could see Russia also from his backyard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Via uh, the blockchain. By way of the blockchain. No surprise there. Yeah. I, so, but here's the, some obscurity has happened because like, so you, it's funny you mentioned Bitcoin because one of the places we're seeing a lot of traction right now in the supply chain with blockchain is as a payment platform, right? So people are kind of using it for, I think last year we were talking about these big widespread solutions, right? These big scalable things like, oh, it's going to be at the start of the factory and then the warehouse handler is going to touch. Then there'll be an IoT sensor inside of it. And then it's going to be on the truck and then it's going to be at the receiving level and the consumer will have it and they'll stand in with their phone. And it seemed like a whole, like maybe a little bit too much at once. And I think now we're seeing more scalable solutions. Is that what you're seeing within uh, within Bitta? Yeah, and I think we're going to get there. I think it is going to to span the the entire spectrum from you know, order intent or order genesis all the way to delivery and maybe even reverse logistics. It, it, it's a fascinating technology, but it, it's got real tangible use cases already. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, people love to look at these really strange use cases of it. But, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a very sophisticated spreadsheet when it comes down to it. What about in palm oil? We've seen like the palm collective and like the food supply chain and the medical supply chain seem to have been embracing it a little bit more because I guess chain of chain of custody is is a lot more important there. Yeah, uh, palm palm oil is a really interesting one because it also uh, touches on uh, something that we're working on at Bitta, which is around the the party component of your supply chain. So who's touching your supply chain uh, when you talk about certain agricultural products, particularly in in developing world countries, you start introducing all sorts of issues around um, child labor, exploitation. Yeah. Uh, it gets hairy quick. Are there still resistances to the full transparency of the data in certain segments of each given supply chain that, that makes it 
hard that there is this stubborn resistance or what what tell us about how is the culture changing around these things is is data being uh, is it more visible so that everyone's willing to play you know in the same game i think i think it's it's a journey uh and and different participants are at a different point on that journey but um, the the pervasiveness of data being thrown off by you know uh, our watches or our phones or our Nest or whatever you know device that's connected now to the net, uh, it's just throwing off huge amounts of data. So it's becoming harder and harder to not be transparent about that. Yeah. Well, Patrick, before you go, what do we have to look forward to this summer from uh, the Blockchain and Transportation Alliance? Uh, and and what are you guys up to? What's your next event? And how can people find out more? about your great organization joining it I'd, some of your members too you have you have some uh i mean we've mentioned fedex multiple times today i know that they're a member right that's right fedex is uh represented well our, our chairman of our standards board is actually dale christie who is fedex's blockchain fellow dale mm. christie blockchain is a t- team sport blockchain fellow that's right that's right uh and so people can check out uh, our website it's uh https uh Backslash backslash <laughs> bitta dot studio and uh, bitta dot studio bitta yes. dot studio uh, and you can check out what what's going on um, in terms of standards development. We are going to be pushing out probably three new data specs later this summer, which is going to bring our total data specs up to four, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in the world of uh, data standards development, we've accomplished that since August of 2017. Uh, which is uh, lightning fast in the world of data standard development. So uh, later this summer, we're going to have specifications out around party, uh, around shipment information, and we already have a data spec around location. So location plus uh, party plus shipment, it gives you all the necessary components for your bill of lading. I think we're going to get to an electronic universal bill of lading, which it's going to be pretty fascinating. Woohoo! Electronic universal bill of lading. That is like the E... U-B-L. 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 Well, so when you were on, when you were on Insiders, which again is on uh, all podcast players everywhere, Freightways Insiders, you lamented the fact that I didn't bring Bessie on that show, but that's not Bessie's show. She's got an exclusive contract with What the Truck, but I promised you that if you came on here, you could hit it. So, so hit it, my friend. It. Excellent. And we'll play a little harmonica with you, too. How about that? What do we do? <laughs> wow. That's Dooner's play. Hey, whoa, nice beat. Yeah. Thank kind you, of, sir. Kind of a muffled thank kind you, of. Duffy. Not not a drummer, but thank you very much for the opportunity. Could have fooled thank me. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you, President of Bitta, Patrick Duffy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Speaking of steamy, it is now time for. Comment section rodeo. California clean air regs, American trucker. He says, or she, American trucker. Anyone looked at the sky in the LA basin still there, guys, the haze, the bubble you think keeps all the air out from Japan, China, Hmm. and volcano eruption, and Mexico still flows in on the jet stream. This is nothing more than a money grab by government in Sacramento. And a old movie star weightlifter <laughs> giving his friends a job. California Corporation with their own police force that can't even write tickets own volitions. It's like stream of consciousness. <laughs> Wait, what? 
<laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California when I used to live out there in like the early 2000s. Yeah. With a bubble. Wait, what? Like Biodome? Remember that movie with Pauly Shore? Well, anyways, regarding Road Check. Story. <laughs> regarding Road Check, a lot of people have chimed in today about Road Check. Sean, he had to say, and he has a warning. So you know how we were just saying that Road Check last week, it seemed uh, much yeah. ado about nothing. Well, Sean says he just went through a Jersey inspection station, and there were about 30 officers in an x-ray truck. So, so get, get ready. ready. Yeah, okay. Well, you are warned. Consider yourself warned. Bob Sawyer says... Just another of the many reasons I got out of the driving industry. Seems they, oh. they're still harassing drivers with things like this, despite the nationwide shortage. Mm. Go after the companies for HOS violations, not the drivers. It's the companies force tired drivers to work far beyond their limits. Mm. It's broken DOT regulations that allow companies to get away with it. Want to make the roads safe? A driver should not drive over six hours a day and oh. certainly not work over five days a week or 40 hours a week. Hmm. One day, America will figure it out. Wow. I, I wonder what a lot of other truckers would say if HOS went down to just six hours. I think that that might cause a whole other debate. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Weston. So he writes in and he says, what is that? Oh, this was about the tariffs. So he's talking about the, the Mexican tariffs. And, oh, no, he's talking about the, the Trump. He was saying the, the, cut, the, tra- the tax cuts that Trump had gave. Tanner Weston is chiming in on this. And he said... Then, Because it said the article said that a lot of truckers were saying it helped them. So Tanner Weston says, then explain to me why you got to buy a new truck that was assembled in Mexico and then shipped to United States of America, the tariff fee, $8,000 plus, question mark. <laughs> I mean, I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. Sounds like a supply chain issue. Yeah. And then <laughs> trucker. Oh, you had trucker and American trucker. Says... If you have student loan payments and are a truck driver, you messed up. Oh. Well, okay then. Wow. I guess that's what he's saying. Jeez, and you can find us just as you can find Freight Waves Insiders and our morning things on FreightWaves.com slash podcast. We're also, you know, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. You can find Chad Prevost where? At Chad Prevost. And you can find Timothy Dooner where? At Timothy Dooner. On where? What? No, that's at Twitter. That's on the Twitter. <laughs> and that's where we would love to share the love with you. We're also on LinkedIn, pretty present there. Yeah. We're just trying to bring it to you each and every episode, teaching you on a little bit on what, what the truck. This is the Harmonica Show. What we chat. That's right for the weekend edition. So thanks for tuning in for this week. Yeah.